0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading the Bible from the beginning to the end using the New King James Version Bible as a guide. Now, if you don't have that Bible, remember you can find it online for free. You can even download the Blue Letter Bible app, and there's Bible Hub or Blue Letter Bible online where you can follow along with the New King James Version Bible. So with that being said, we are in Exodus chapter four. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, Yahweh has not appeared to you. So Yahweh said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then Yahweh said to Moses, "'Reach out your hand and take it by the tail.' And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand, that they may believe that Yahweh, Elohim of their fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob, has appeared to you. Furthermore, Yahweh said to him, "'Now put your hand in your bosom.' And he put his hand in his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And he said, "'Put your hand in your bosom again.' So he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom, and behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor heed the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be, if they do not believe even these two signs, or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry land." Then Moses said to Yahweh, and now I want to remind you guys, when it's capital L-O-R-D, all capitals, or capital G-O-D, all capitals, that is the Hebrew tetragram with the letters yod Hey, vav Hey, which transliterates as Y-H-V-H, which with a vowel points added is Yahweh. So I want to remind you of that. Okay, so here you see a juxtaposition of two words in verse 10. You see L-O-R-D, all capital, and capital L, little O-R-D. Those are two different words in Hebrew. The all capitals is Yahweh, like we said, it's God's name. And the big capital, little O-R-D, is Adonai, which means sovereign or Lord. Okay, I'm going to begin again in verse 10. Then Moses said to Yahweh, O my Adonai, or O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. (laughs) He's making excuses, isn't he? So Yahweh said to him, Who has made man's mouth, or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seen, or the blind? Have not I, Yahweh? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall say. But he, or Moses, said, O my Lord, O Adonai, please send by the hand of whoever else you may send. So Moses basically is telling God he doesn't want to do this. Verse 14. So the anger of Yahweh was kindled against Moses. And he said, is not is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people. And he himself shall be as a mouth for you. And you shall be to him as Elohim. Now remember again, God with a capital G, little O, little D is the word Elohim. It's the plural word for God in Hebrew. Verse 17, And you shall take this rod in your hand, with which you shall do the signs. So Moses went and returned to Jethro his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt, and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. Now Yahweh said to Moses and Midian, Go return to Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead. Now if you remember, Moses fled when he killed an Egyptian for attacking the Israelites. So this has been a while. Verse 20. Then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of Elohim in his hand. And Yahweh said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart, so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says Yahweh, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed, I will kill your son, your firstborn. And it came to pass on the way at the encampment that Yahweh met him. This is Moses. Yahweh met with Moses and sought to kill him. Now listen to this. So then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet and said, Surely you're a husband of blood to me, or a bridegroom of blood. So he let him go. So Yahweh let him go is what it's saying. Then she said, you are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. So I want to point out, and some of you have experienced something like this, but Yahweh had already said, you are going to go to Pharaoh. So ultimately, he knew he was not going to kill him. At the same point, there was a major element of obedience, which Moses was rejecting. And Abraham had been told, that he and his descendants after him were all to circumcise their children. And obviously Moses had neglected that and not been diligent in obedience. And if he's going to be the leader of all Israel, we know something, you know, he has to be a good pitcher. Well, obviously he was not stepping up as man of the home and doing what needed to be done. And then Yahweh had him. Now, did he have him in a stage of a heart attack, in a stage of a stroke, or was he just pinned to the ground physically? Who, I mean, I, I physically don't know. It doesn't say. But I know I've experienced things like this, where Yahweh forces obedience upon you when you are being lax to obey. And I've seen this happen, this type of situation happen. And so it's not that Yahweh was going to kill him in in the essence where he thought, well, I guess I messed up picking Moses. He knew what was going to happen. Now notice those Zipporah. Zipporah, of course, had not was not an Israelite, and she was the daughter of Jethro, the Midianite. And of course, they did not have this custom because it was given as a sign to Abraham and his descendants. And she becomes contentious at Moses over this, and it leads to some other hardship. Obviously, she had a hard heart to her husband, but rather than willfully obeying and being like, Okay, Lord, we need to obey you, her heart never turned to God in, in that submission of obedience to Him, but it turned against her husband. And you'll see that poor Moses, <laughs> like everybody, turns against him because they don't understand God's call in his life, and they're jealous their to their hearts are hard. But in this situation, she was the one who circumcised her son and then threw the skin to his feet, but she was contentious. So keep a note of that because it does lead later to her leaving him, not divorcing him, but leaving him and going back to her father for a while. Okay. So verse 27, and Yahweh said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him on the mountain of God, Elohim, and kissed him. So Moses told Aaron all the words of Yahweh who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which Yahweh had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that Yahweh had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshiped. Now, you're gonna notice something very interesting with this because the children of Israel had hope when they first heard. And I want you to remember this with your own life. Often, you don't see the path God is going to take you upon to set you free. But when you know he's coming to free you from something and he wants to help you, you're often enthusiastic and joyful and thankful at first. But of course, many of you already know the story of the Exodus. As you know it doesn't go well it doesn't go easily and many lose heart get discouraged become embittered and broiled with different lusts of their heart along the way and despondent and despairing but i just want to encourage you no battle is easy and when you free someone when god is freeing you it's going to take work it's going to take time and there's a series of pathways he has to take you upon in order to free you from the network that Satan has you entangled in. So don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't complain. Remember to keep your eyes on the prize and remember the promise he speaks because he will fulfill his word if you continue to just follow him and obey. May you all be blessed today. Have a super blessed day.